Hello and welcome to another episode of Apprentice Talks. My name is Samuel. Apprentice Talks is a podcast made to educate, inform and give insight into what it's really like to be an apprentice in juggle multiple worlds. Today's episode, we're going to look at where an apprenticeship can take you and what you can do with your apprenticeship program um, within and what it can do for you after you've finished your scheme. Hi guys, it's Katie. So today we've got two really important guests. We've got Holly Garrett, who is a graduate level six chartered manager degree apprentice working as a marketing executive at Tesco. And we've also got Shola West, who is a graduate level three digital marketing apprentice working as a community associate at White Hat. So Holly, coming to you first, um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your apprenticeship journey, as well as your role now and um, the degree programme you did? Yeah, of course. So um, firstly, my name's Holly and thank you to Apprentice Talks for having me today. Um, so like I've said, my name's Holly. I'm 22 years old um, and I'm currently living um, in Milton Keynes. So that's just a bit about my personal life. I think in terms of my degree apprenticeship, I did a rotational degree apprenticeship. So what that means is I worked Monday to Thursday at um, my company, which was my home company was Tesco. And then I went to uni and studied my um, degree on a Friday. Um, But the kind of unique and special thing about my degree apprenticeship was that I rotated around lots of different companies. So I actually started at Tesco's in their social media team. And then I rotated through IBM in their sales operations team Pearson College in their business to business team and then I kind of rotated back to finish at Tesco again um, yeah. in their kind of club card team. Healthy CV. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so lots of kind of companies and I, I think it was just a great opportunity to obviously work in them all. Yeah, yeah. and what what's um, what's your role now so what do you do at Tesco's? So I've Now I've graduated off the apprenticeship, I work in food campaigns at Tesco as an exec. So what that actually means is kind of working on, it's in their marketing department and working on the food love stories adverts that we make. So Ah. everything that kind of ranges from the adverts you see on TV to kind of the emails that get sent out from Tesco's to customers. Cool. Um, And did you roll straight off? Um, from that into Tesco's or did you have to like apply for that role? So it had to apply kind of like a normal, any normal um, applicant would. So looked on the kind of internal intranet at Tesco's for opportunities and saw this one come up and then um, just applied and got interviewed and obviously got to draw on all my experience at Tesco's and the other companies um, within my interview. Cool. And uh, Shola, could you also just tell the audience a bit more about yourself, your apprenticeship journey and, and, and just there, some, some key highlights in terms of the role and the qualification that you, you got? Yeah, sure. So my name is Shola and yeah, thanks guys for having me. Um, I'm 20 years old and I live in, in South Ooh. London, um, specifically Croydon. Cool. And my apprenticeship, yes, yeah, so I did digital marketing level three. I finished in April. I got a distinction, hallelujah, because I didn't think I was going to get one, especially because... Well done. Well during done. lockdown, so it was a bit mad. Well done. <laughs> during lockdown, um, and at the time, my Wi-Fi was going a bit crazy, and this was during the exam as well. Mm. But we got there in the end. Um, so I decided to do my apprenticeship because uni, in my opinion, which was never for me, yeah. and I knew that at a very young age. So I knew that at, like, I think maybe 16, 
towards the end of secondary school I was like okay cool I'm gonna go into college but I don't want to go into uni so I have to think about another option Mm. so straight out of college I went into my apprenticeship um, and I wanted to do digital marketing because it was something unique and something interesting that I hadn't really discovered before only previously a tiny bit in college yeah so I went on to do that at White Hat and for people who don't know, you guys probably know, but White Hat is actually a friendship provider as well. Yeah. Okay. So they place apprentices within companies like Google, like Facebook, like Warner. So it was a really unique experience because you're working in a company where everyone is super passionate, mm. super understanding. You know, they don't treat you like the intern. They, they understand the value of apprentices. Yeah, of course. Um, and being able to see it on the back end. So working in that. And I worked in their community team because one of their unique selling points is to have um, a community for apprentices so a lot of people assume that if you don't go to university you don't get a social life yeah. you yeah. don't get to meet other apprentices like you're going to be the only young person in your company that's mm. what a lot of the stereotypes I hear so White Hat's unique selling point is to bring these apprentices together so when they place the different apprentices across different companies um, in London we'll have different like personal development events social events etc um, and I manage that so, for example, I managed um, an event in January just before lockdown where it was like, like a partnership with Monzo. Oh, cool. and it was I think about... I saw that on LinkedIn, actually. Yeah, I posted on LinkedIn and Instagram and it was all about like, yeah, personal finance for apprentices. And that's something that people wouldn't really necessarily think you might get access to as an yeah. apprentice. Yeah. And then in December, we did, I ran like a massive boat party as well. Oh, cool. Oh, look at you. <laughs> that's it. it was fun. <laughs> that is I'm definitely the queen of socials, but yeah, so that's kind of what I do. And in terms of like the digital marketing side, I plan the events and then promote them and then like figure out the turnout rate, how I can improve, et cetera. So that's how it would link to my actual qualification. So that's what I was doing um, up until April. Okay, perfect. So you've both kind of um, touched on like what you actually do um, for your role. So Shola with all your events and, and engaging apprenticeship uh, apprentices and yeah. with the food love stories um just for somebody that's maybe doesn't know like what an apprentice does could you both starting with holly um just describe what a typical day in your role would look like yeah so... think, and like maybe like pre-covid and now and also during covid i thought yeah. good to see i think transition also really cool to hear about as well having transitioned yeah, definitely. So I think kind of pre-COVID and maybe when I was um, still doing an apprenticeship, um, yeah. the Tesco office from me is actually quite far away. So I had quite a bit, uh, big of commute ahead of me, I guess. Mm. Um, so it kind of always started with a lovely drive. And then <laughs> when I get, got to work, I guess it would depend um, really on what role I was in. Because obviously I rotated between lots of yeah. different roles. But I guess when I was doing my apprenticeship, I was always kind of trying to juggle the work side of things, but also the uni side of things. So the coursework that comes with that and having to watch lectures and things. So I guess when I was in work, I tried to really manage my time effectively. So maybe on a lunch hour, I might watch my lecture from the night before or something just to try and make sure... I was getting everything done and I could also have a bit of a good work-life balance, I guess. Yeah. And then I guess looking forward to kind of coming off the um, apprenticeship and into my new role, I guess it depends on, we work in kind of bursts. So when we have a food love story running, 
So yeah. when we are not in kind of first, we look at more kind of strategy things. So day to day, how can we improve Tesco's food strategy? Yeah. But maybe like when we do have food love stories running, um, that's actually quite exciting times. So day to day, I'd be kind of working with our agencies to kind of create the adverts um, going on shoots and seeing how it's all all filmed and put together and made, which is really, really exciting stuff. And then kind of taking that and working with our internal Tesco teams, such as email or kind of our online website teams to kind of show how that TV advert transpires through to all of our other channels and ensuring that they all align. I think, and to answer Sam's point about after COVID, I mean, everything's everything's changed for everyone, hasn't it? um, (laughs) Lots of working from home, virtual meetings, um, telling everyone that they're always on mute and being told that I'm always on mute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, just kind of trying to keep in touch with everyone, making sure that we're all staying connected. Yeah. And I think has become really, really important now that we're not, kind of in the office together Mm. yeah and what about you Shola yeah so a day in the life before Covid um, it's very different Mm. it would be it vary because there's the times where I'm working on the events and then there's the times where it's the day of the event yeah Um, so I guess when I'm working on the event it's coming up with like a concept or a theme so like the last one I did was about unleashing your best self and throughout the year, there was going to be quarterly events that all related to becoming your better self. And the first one was going to be about finance, which was with Monzo. And the second one was going to be about mental health with Treatwell. So coming up with a concept and then thinking about the best company that we could partner with to, de- to deliver that concept. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the promotion. So make like designing like the graphics, whether it's a poster, whether it's going to be an email com, because I manage like the newsletters and stuff. So basically coming up with a promotional plan in terms of how I'm going to get apprentices to sign up to that event. Yeah. And then there's kind of like when it's the day of the event, all the logistics, like making sure everyone's there, like checking out the venue. It's a lot of stress. So that's definitely stressful, but it's so worth it when you see everyone there enjoying themselves. Um, but that sort of thing. And then like the, the after comms and like after promotion, etc. What's, the, what's like, the, what's like the, how many apprentices are, on, on the court that you, that you look after, like in terms of the number of apprentices that, you know, your newsletters go to or you write to your events, what's the, what's the number? A thousand. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. A thousand. Yeah, there's loads. Like, it's, it's crazy. What's there's your... loads and there's loads of alumni as well. I think there's probably like 80 wow. or so alumni. Wow. And, and these are all in different companies. Yeah, so all in different companies. Some have bigger cohorts. So a company like Publicis has about 40 apprentices. Right. Mm. But then other um, companies that are a lot smaller, we, we even have Tesco apprentices as well, actually, um, have a lot smaller um, cohorts. And some mm. people are just one person. And mm. that's why the community is so important. Because yeah. it brings those people together who aren't in a massive cohort of like 40 that's people. That's cool. It's like, yeah. it's, like, it's like you're a society, like, like a university society in a way. Yeah, what, literally. What, what, and you, like, what you started, yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Definitely, and we have networks as well. Like I, when I first started, I set up like a BAME network. So the kind of societies that you would get in university, um, I kind of like used that as research to set mm. up as an apprentice mm. cool. because I feel like just because we pick this route, we shouldn't not be able to have access to those things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so then I guess after that, um, so now it's COVID, things have changed. So the events are all virtual now. So 
I guess it's literally like via Zoom or like Zoom webinar. So we'll do the same like personal development stuff or we'll do like socials as well. Although socials sometimes can be like done via like um, house party instead. Right. Mm. But it's, so it's the same thing. It's just virtual. So it's not as exciting. Yeah. But it's still being done. That's um, great though. Because yeah. like it could so easily be that you just say, oh, we're going to put a stop to everything because of COVID. Yeah. The fact that you're carrying it on is great. Yeah, and I've learned new skills as well because it's very different. Um, so, yeah. So, um, neither none. I feel like you both touched on, like, you know, some of your motivations to deciding to, to, you know, to, to become an apprentice. I think it would be really, really interesting to hear a bit more about some of the primary reasons why you wanted to both take your apprenticeship programme. And also, let's start with Shola. Um, Shola, like, I think just touching a bit more about the reasons why you basically decided to take this route. Yeah, good question. I guess for me, like, like one, I never ever actually considered doing uni. So it wasn't a thing where I was like making a new class application and being like, what should I do? Mm. I knew that wasn't for me. So I had to look at other options. And I guess the apprenticeship stood out because you can gain experience. And I know that's something that a lot of um, employers value, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, they always ask for yeah. experience. So getting that hands on experience was like definitely a tip. Then, um, just getting my foot in the door like having real life like relationships with people who I probably wouldn't have had in university so for example like the the founder um of White Hat is Ewan Blair which is Tony Blair's son and we are really close and if I didn't do an apprenticeship I wouldn't know him Mm. like do you know what I'm saying so being able to meet people that I guess can help me and elevate me along my career um was also something that I found that definitely stood out and I guess the fact that you you can do these cool qualifications and then actually do it. So for example, it's not theory based. So if, if I was to do maybe digital marketing in uni, they would tell me some sort of theory and then I'd have to do it. Whereas in my role, it's like if I'm learning how to do a newsletter campaign um, and using like CRM systems, if I get it wrong there and then, then I get to try again and see why it's so important and why it makes an impact. And I get to see like, you know, like do A-B testing to see what apprentices responded to what thing. So yeah. therefore it, for me personally, it goes into my head a lot more when I can actually see real life examples of why something's important mm. rather than doing it from a theory based point of view. Yeah. So I think it's just the way I learn. I learn hands on, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good that I feel like it's, it's quite, it's quite interesting that you kind of knew from early on. Um, do you know, yeah, do you know, know yeah, I was going to say like, do you know, I feel like yeah. <laughs> a lot of individuals like, for example, like me, like I didn't even know apprenticeship existed and, and like, cause you don't know anything else at the university like yeah. it's kind of like you know kind of like you're lucky to maybe hear it someone might have told hear you about, about it, it. Yeah. By accident. but like you, you know, was kind of a bit set which is pretty interesting no definitely I think it's because I didn't do A-levels either so okay. I feel like I've just always been not traditional yeah, so, like, so I've always so like after um secondary school because I didn't really like the like topics and subjects you have to do mm. like history science etc I was like I'm not doing A-levels like why am I going to go and <laughs> study that if I didn't like it in GCSEs yeah. so I went yeah. to fashion college instead and I did a diploma and within that diploma there was like a section a small section on digital marketing and that's when I was like yeah this is this is what I like so I feel like naturally I've always done things a little bit different mm. so I'm used to people saying like why are you doing that like you should do this instead but for me it's always worked out so I'm quite strong like if I want to do something I'll do it whereas I know a lot of young people are like if everyone's putting pressure on them around them maybe their parents their friends to go to university they might not consider it, whereas I actually don't care because I always do what's best for me. 
Yeah. So for me, it was like a very strong yes. It wasn't like a I dropped out or I considered it. I was like, no, I, that's what I want to do. I knew I looked into it, thought it was going to be beneficial. It has been. So, yeah. Awesome. And then Holly? Yeah, so mine's actually quite a different story, which is interesting. So I was always kind of pushed to go to university by kind of schools, um, parents at home as well. Um, so kind of was only kind of looking at, at that. Um, so applied, kind of got in, started looking at accommodation. But mm. for me, I just, I was, I wasn't 100% sure on the topic or the subject I wanted to do at university. So I kind of looked at geography, but didn't really want to kind of pigeon self, pigeonhole myself into that one specific area. I kind of looked at business, but then I'd never done business before at GCSE or A-level. So I was like, mm. oh, what if I go and spend a fortune on a degree and get stuck in something for three, four years? That's, where... that's, that's, I, think I, was, I think that was one of the biggest things I like. The yeah. debt, the debt, like, yeah. like <laughs> I, but I didn't I thought... want to spend a fortune on something yeah. I've never done before and <laughs> didn't know if I enjoyed it or not. So I was very, very nervous about it all. And then I think the opportunity kind of came about and I saw this degree apprenticeship and the fact that you rotate around lots of different companies in kind of lots of different business areas. And I just thought, what an amazing opportunity because I'm going to be able to get work experience across sales across marketing across business to business across mm. proposition development in lots of different businesses like tesco's is obviously a retail business ibm's obviously quite like technolo technological so yeah. i just thought it was a great opportunity and actually having them experiences would teach me if i liked business or if i liked sales or if i liked marketing um yeah which it did and I loved marketing and I've ended up in a marketing role so yeah absolutely um wouldn't change it for for the world amazing and Holly you've graduated from your degree apprenticeship um and so I guess my next question is like what opportunities did you have or have you had as part of your apprenticeship that perhaps you might not have had otherwise um if you'd say, for example, gone down that traditional route? So I think I mean, it's hard to tell because you never know what could have happened if you if you had done that route. But I guess yeah. it's for me, it's kind of the projects I've got to work on um, at Tesco's. Some of them have been kind of really, really exciting, high profile, high profile projects. So I actually um, worked in the Club Card Plus team. So it was a kind of development we we launched last year um but that was a really kind of high profile project in tesco's it was really exciting getting to develop kind of a subscription service from nothing to actually launching it yeah um, and was an amazing opportunity to kind of see that whole process how it works with uh technology how customers feel about it sitting in customer research sessions and then all the way through to actually how do you communicate that to customers and and show them that it's a it's a great proposition to sign up to. So I think that was one opportunity that um, I was really kind of proud of and definitely wouldn't have had if I'd have done just mm. a, a traditional degree, I guess. And then I think there are some other opportunities in terms of just having the opportunity to kind of, I guess, increase your confidence. So obviously going into the workplace, you're kind of with people that are much older than you, you're frightened thrown into that situation where there's yeah. a lot of expectation put on yeah. you and you just have to I guess 
kind of work and meet it so it's a great opportunity to kind of manage your communication skills improve your confidence and get to get to kind of build your network I guess sorry it makes you grow awesome. up a bit makes you grow up a bit big a bit quicker yeah definitely um Shola uh your your friendship has ex- exposed you to many opportunities such as like you know being featured on news media news outlets and other cool stuff like the SBTV com, um, campaign that that, that yeah. we all saw. Could you could you talk more about those about those and like how 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 you know being in an apprenticeship how that allowed you to to get some of those opportunities? Yeah, definitely. Like this is probably one of the one of my most favorite things that I love talking about because if I went to university, I know this wouldn't have mm. happened. I think the minute I joined my apprenticeship, everyone in my company was like, you know, you should start like on LinkedIn, just start posting about your experience and just start getting on there. And obviously, straight out of college, I was just like, why do I need LinkedIn? But I was just very confused. I was just like, why would I be on there? Like, I don't understand. It's for people who are like a lot older than me, who have businesses, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I jumped on it and I was just like, okay, fine. Everyone's saying go on it. Um, and I, I never really realized the value until I started posting. So I realized that naturally when you're doing an apprenticeship, a lot of people have negative things to say, maybe because they don't understand it. So I thought I would use my LinkedIn profile to start showing people the cool stuff that I'm getting up to, especially from a community point of view. So like breaking the stereotype of you're not going to be able to have like a social life, et cetera. And posting about the cool stuff that I get to work on day in and day out with my apprenticeship. So that's kind of how it all started. I was just like, if I did a cool project or a big event and it went well, I would just post about it. And then obviously... I had loads of like white hat apprentices who were also on LinkedIn who would share it, like it, etc. So I started by just doing little things like that, just documenting my journey. And then like, I guess from that, small opportunities just started rolling in out of nowhere, really. Like the first one that I did was with City Hall. So there was an event about um, how to start your career in digital. And someone must have seen my LinkedIn post somewhere and was like, oh, I think this girl would be great to speak about it from an apprenticeship mm. point of view. So someone got in contact with me um, to do that. So I went there, I spoke on the panel and that was my first, my first, I guess, panel thing yeah. that I did. And I spoke about it from there and then I posted that on LinkedIn. And it was kind of like a cycle of just like doing something here and there, like starting small with like going into schools, speaking about my journey. And naturally it just built up. And I think where it built up the most was definitely this year, um, before COVID, obviously, when it was National Apprenticeships Week where all these opportunities kind of just rolled in out of nowhere, really. Um, and to name a few, the one you said with Jamal Edwards, SBTV, mm. there was a campaign to try and make apprenticeships, I guess, look more cool yeah. because they felt as though the way they're presented sometimes is not the best. So we did like a music video with P Money, who's like a rap artist. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and we basically, yeah, it was really, really fun. Like, Very the shoot was innovative. Fun, like, yeah, it was a great way. Like, if someone hasn't checked out, I, I would definitely recommend, like, checking it out because it was just a great way to show off, like, what apprentices can mm. do and, like, our capabilities, but in a way that really relates to young people. Yeah. Um, so after that, I got to speak on BBC Radio. Wow. Um, I had my own Spotify advert um, throughout the whole of National Apprenticeships Week, which was really funny because like, I listened to music, then it would just stop and I'd hear it. <laughs> and, yeah, it was really Celebrity, weird. celebrity um, in there. We've got a celebrity in there, guys. It was weird. Can I get can I get all <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, definitely. Like The Guardian, I've done loads of things and all this stuff literally has come off the back of the fact that I was an apprentice. Yeah. Like, I genuinely feel 
if I went to uni, no one would really want to know. Like you're never, but... never coming up. <laughs> yeah, li- no, generally that's how I feel. Because, no, honestly, because I was documenting my journey and I was telling people. I think my unique selling point is as well is just that the kind of area I'm from, yeah. and just trying to step out of like I guess the negative background and try and do something for myself and grow. People were interested in that sort of story, and they're like, okay, we want you to represent youth over here etc so from that things have just started to grow and yeah so I would say one of the biggest opportunities I've got for doing an apprenticeship was building my personal brand to the point where now I'm able to do panels and talks and people know me not just for being an apprentice but for being someone who's inspiring to Mm. generation z basically um and being on it with my linkedin like now i understand why i need linkedin i'm always posting it's it's very nice and sleek but i wouldn't have done that necessarily if i was in uni because i'd be focusing on yeah a degree or something i don't know yeah so that's one of my biggest achievements so basically you guys get linkedin that's what we're saying (laughs) linkedin is your best friend find your niche and then rest is history yeah um and then I guess you've both kind of touched on this a little bit in terms of um, the position that you're in now. But if you compare it to, um, say, for example, any of your friends that may have taken that traditional university route, do you think you're in a better position now um, than them or than you were before um, for your future and like what your career goals are and stuff? Holly, do you want to start? Or do you see like yeah, any I think... differences? Well, just just so you like don't bad master friends on. The, on the yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I think it's a really great question, and I think it's a really tricky one to answer. Kind of especially in the the current climate of COVID. Yeah. Like quite a lot of my friends and people I know are, are graduating into a market where actually there is limited limited jobs. Yeah. So I think it it is escalated by that. I'd mm. say. But I would also say it depends what you want to do. So one of my friends is a nurse. And actually, if that's the kind of career route you want for yourself, become a nurse or a doctor, actually, you do need to do them traditional mm-hmm. routes um, to kind of get them qualifications. So it would I would say it really, really depends on what, what career you want. But I think in terms of looking at what I've done in terms of like a business or a marketing kind of role, mm-hmm. I'd say that actually definitely having the kind of work experience that an apprenticeship gives you stands you way, way above the rest when you're kind of applying for roles and things. But then again, I don't think a kind of apprenticeship is the only route to get that. Obviously, there are kind of sandwich years at uni that you can do to get to get work experience. So I I definitely say it depends on on the role. But. Our def- work experience is definitely something that helps you kind of progress in life I guess cool and Shola what about you yeah I agree with Holly in terms of it I can't answer it because it really does depend on you yeah. so I can't really say if I'm doing better than someone because I don't know what they want to do in life like Holly said if they want to be a nurse then technically I'm not doing better than them because I'm doing something completely mm. different but I would say for my own self, um, it's allowed me to have experiences that I probably wouldn't have had before. Yeah. And those experiences are very unique to a typical graduate from university. Mm. So I guess in some situations, it might make me stand up more when, you know, say we both have a similar qualification, but I have the experience yeah, so. and they don't have the experience. So I guess in that aspect... Makes you more competitive. Yeah, um, yeah in that aspect, yeah, I definitely think 
that's probably one of the, the things that I can always say. My CV is popping. Like, trust me, know. trust me, trust me. I can, I can relate. You know I, mean? like, I love that. I can, I can relate, man. Like, you do your apprenticeship for like a year. Start looking at, so start looking at CFO, CEO roles, and that. Like, literally, like this? you can really apply for this. Like? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, that is that's something that is real. Like, it doesn't matter if you're in one company or do one role. It doesn't really matter. You just get so much yeah. experience, and if you're ambitious and you let your company know that the role that you start off with you probably won't end up doing you'll probably take on a lot more responsibility yeah. so I know that when it comes to like sorting out my CV I have things to put in there whereas my friends are like I don't really know what to put in like should I go and get some experience here mm-hmm. and there so I was saying definitely in that sector um that's something that I think I have that's that's good yeah and um what looking at in terms of like skills like of course like you guys have really thrown yourself into your apprenticeship schemes which have allowed you to be successful what you're doing what for anyone listening anyone who wants to also you know gain the the opportunities that you guys have gained what what skills do you think they need to have what kind of attitude they need to have towards the scheme to get the most out of it and to you know to to I'm trying to take them places as, as, as it's taken you guys. Yeah, I, I can jump yeah, in. Go on that. I think I think apprenticeships are still really competitive things that um, when you're applying for, lots of people do kind of go for them. So I think it's kind of really important to, you need to be 100% sure on what one you want to do I think there's no point just applying for apprenticeships Mm. left right and center I think it's really important to actually have an interest in what it is um, and kind of know why you want to do it because being kind of genuine and really interested in in your interviews and kind of the interview process for apprenticeships will really shine through rather than just kind of wanting just wanting an apprenticeship so I'd say be kind of really 100% sure on why you want to do that specific one Mm. and I guess also I mean we've said it before but gain some experience in that area because it will definitely when you go to interview for apprenticeships it will stand you way above the rest of the kind of interviewees Mm. to say this is why I'd love this area or this is why I'd love this role I've done this before and I loved it um so yeah, kind of experience in in the in the area would be my advice. Thank you, Holly. And Shola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Holly. I think something that White Hat specifically, because obviously their apprenticeship provider looks for, is intent over anything else. In terms of, it doesn't matter if you've got you know A stars in GCSEs or you've got Cs in GCSEs. If you've got the intent mm. and you know how it's going to benefit you and like um, Holly said about experience, it doesn't always have to be within that particular field. So I know when I went for mine, I didn't have necessarily digital marketing experience, mm. but I had experience within retail jobs where I could kind of translate the skills over. So that's equally as valuable. And even just showing like your your initiative. So for example, you can go and do free courses online for, if you want to do digital marketing friendship, for example about digital marketing or you could just watch YouTube videos and stuff like that and when you go to the interview if you show like this is what with what I have this is what I have been doing they're going to be like great this person is willing to learn yeah um so I think that's definitely something that stands out and yeah like Holly said I guess just knowing what you want to do don't just apply for anything because I think 
you you need to be certain mm. like I don't know how to describe it but it's, it is a really important decision because you don't want to just do something and then end up yeah. hating it yeah um, I'll give you a I just terrible hate that experience for anyone. Yeah. yeah because I don't want people to feel like apprenticeships are a bad experience yeah, yeah. because it might it might just not be exactly. for you so that's why you have to be so so sure like I was 100% yeah. sure you can't be kind of like how can, in between how can someone like what what kind of advice could, then could you give for someone who I guess is on the fence like how, what kind of questions can they ask themselves if, for them to make for them to yeah, make them sure if or, dis, or, or, dis, yeah, no, or decide what like what, what do you kind of like Holly you can answer as well like what kind of questions did you ask yourself or or looking back what yeah. what, what things would you say like you know to to make someone decide if the scheme the actual friendship scheme is for them or not I mean looking back when I well, I always knew I wanted to, but whenever I'm in a situation where I'm on the fence, I always just write down the pros and mm. cons. I literally sit there and I'd be like, all right, the pros of doing an apprenticeship will be this, yeah. this and this. Pros of uni and then the cons of both. And then looking at what you want to do in the future as well. Yeah. And really understanding what route you're going to enjoy. It's not just about what route's going to get you there quicker. Mm-hmm. Because although apprenticeships might get you quicker in terms of your foot mm. in the door, you might not enjoy that. Like, apprenticeships are extremely hard like i i don't like that people try to make it seem like that's what i actually, get, actually get, i get very offended actually <laughs> i get so offended when people be like oh you couldn't get into uni no 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 like it takes commitment i have to wake up early i mean before covid i was waking up at like 6 30 to like travel into the city and then do that nine to five like it's yeah. a whole experience it's not just education like you're working as well yeah, yeah, yeah. and people in your company rely on you to get those metrics you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's not like uni where you're um you, you solely rely on yeah, yourself yeah. like there's your manager on your head like have you done that so you really do need to be able to like think about all that stuff take all of that into consideration because that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative yeah. thing but if you're someone who doesn't want that pressure and you do just want to have a bit of fun for the next two years then maybe that's not a decision for you so just work out everything and i say don't get advice from other people that is just my opinion because i feel like if you ask like your parents and your friends you're going to get conflicted answers it's about you and your development mm. so look into yourselves that's great advice um and try and make that decision that's great advice um do you want to add, and do you want to add anything holly to yeah i'd just say i completely agree with all of that and i think it's important to know what you want and what's important to you yeah. um rather than kind of listening to everybody else yeah well, thank you both so much uh, for featuring on Apprentice Talks today, Shola and Holly. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys um, and hear about your experiences. And firstly, I mean, I'd like to say congratulations to both of you as well for yeah. like all the successes that you've had. Well done, honestly. Um, so obviously, before we go, do you guys want to share your uh, LinkedIn profile so people can connect with you and find out more about your journeys? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to. So um, on LinkedIn, I'm Holly Garrett. Can I spell the lock? Can I spell? In this case, I'm people don't. Yep, so it's Holly, H-O-L-L-Y, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm also happy to share LinkedIn, which is Shola West, so S-H-O-L-A, and then W-E-S-T. Yeah, these things are anyway will be on the on the description, so you, you guys, so listen, those listening can check out their links through there as well anyway but yeah, yeah. but um, again thank you very much ladies for your time and um, thank you so much for having thank us thank you everyone listening thank for listening and remember to follow us on Instagram on Apprentice Talks Twitter Apprentice Talks and yeah and um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast it was useful and we hope to yeah. get you guys 
listening to our next episode coming out soon. Thank you.